BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! da 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 Part-time, lover. Yeah, part-time. That's what we talking about today. Part-time. But we're full-time. I got my brother from another mother, Mr. Octavius McFarlane, gracing me with his presence on the Captain's Show. Octavius, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, you got it. How's it going up that way? Uh, it's cold. It is absolutely, yeah. positively cold. It's like five degrees. Well, I'm in my car right now, and it's like 70. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Are you kidding me? That's real. Who are you? You in Austin? Uh, I'm right outside Austin in Bastrop. I'm actually headed into Round Rock right now. Octavius McFarlane, uh, three-time national champ, uh, play came in in 1994 from the great state of from Bastrop, Texas. Tavy, talk to me. Who recruited you, Coach Tony Samuel? How did that go? I mean, what happened? How did that? What you 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 did you know about Nebraska? I mean, you from Bastrop, Texas. That's that's it. Like the heart, Texas is not too right down the street. You got all these major colleges around you. University of Houston, Baylor. You got all that. How did you end up in cold Nebraska? Well, I'll be honest with you. Until I was a senior, I didn't know nothing about Nebraska. Seen a couple games. They when they was in the Big Twelve, they have smashed teams and. I honestly, I thought I was going to end up going to uh, Miami, but my mom wasn't having that. And oh, it's too much going on in Miami. That was when that was when Miami was for real, Miami. Yeah, that was with with the Sap and Lewis and all them cats. My my Duke said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't let my baby go down to doggone South Beach." Yeah, I was already getting in trouble in high school, and Miami just. 
probably wouldn't have been a good idea. So you recruited by Coach Samuels. Shout out to Coach Sam. You recruited by Coach Sam. And did Coach Osborne come to your house? Uh, he did. Uh, right before I signed, he came down and this big deal. Everybody was like, you know, Coach Osborne is coming. How, that's what I'm saying. How, how you know, and, and, and by the way, Shell Biggity wanted me to make sure that, that I told you what's up, and he's going to do a better job at making sure he stay connected to us because um, I just talked to him in the, in the first hour. And so that was a great, great, great conversation. But he talked about Coach Osborne and it being a big deal. Why do you think it was a big deal to, to, to small Bastrop, Texas, even Coach Osborne come in? How, what was that about? Well, just being Coach Osborne, all that he stands for, what he's done for the game, for the state of Nebraska, college football. I mean, Coach Osborne is a real unique person when it comes to just being a person. He's a godly person. He he looks at us all as individuals. He don't make, just because you Tommy Frazier, you're not, he don't see you as better than the third team guy that's on scout team. He treated us all as as young men, and I think that was very important to a lot of growth for a lot of us. So let, let me i want to I want to take a little, little little pause in the action because Wet Blanket says this: No offense intended to Vershawn or any other past get past players. They were outstanding and provided me with a truckloads of joy. But I became frustrated with the constant talk about mentality, competition, and toughness. Let me be clear that I don't question that these guys were tough, were outstanding competitors, and had a winning mentality because they clearly did. My frustration is that the mid-90s mentality was built over 20 years of consistent success. It wasn't a switch that they clicked after four, four losing seasons. I want to hear suggestions and how the current team can get it, not just examples after examples of guys who had it. Well, let me, let me, let me, and, and, and Tavia, I want you to jump in too, but let me just say, Wet Blanket, um, how you get back to being successful is you have to put the guys who were successful back into the building. Now, listen. I'm not saying that former Huskers are going to help turn it around. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you can link the new guys with the older guys, not just – I'm not talking coaches. Coaches got enough. It's like that It's like that parent that parent coach on a Little League team, and his son is the worst, the worst as far as discipline out of all the little kids. But every other little kid can listen, but your own son can't. And so I think having more players – having these discussions, understanding that the, the players have to go back, turn on the film, look at what we did in the 90s to try to compare themselves at what they're doing today and figure out what it is that we had by conversation, by asking questions that made us so good. So, Tavy, I ask you, what can we do now to get that mentality back like we had it before? That's, that's that's pretty tough because, I mean, with any winning program, 
there there's gonna come a time where you're not gonna be on the top. Nobody Alabama was not on the top all the time like they are currently right now. And even during their little run, Clemson made a little little knock them off, so to speak, off of the cliff for a little bit. I think it's about being consistent, getting the right group of guys. You don't need everybody on the team to be five-star players. You need some, but you need some guys that's going to get out there and be gritty, that's going to be role players that don't need the limelight. And I think that was the one thing that back in the 90s that we had, everybody had a role. They they enjoyed their role, and they, they played their role to the fullest. I mean, everybody couldn't be headlined in the newspaper, but everybody did what it took in order for us to be successful. Tavi, you were in a really, really um, small group of players who play as a true freshman. Kind of take us back to 1994 and how you kind of – I talked about the only person in my entire football career since I was seven years old to knock me out. I'm still friends with this dude to this day, was you. I was, I was telling them about the two times you, you punished me. And as a true freshman, how was it that you were able to play? Well, as a true freshman, I came in, I, I kind of read some clips that was – basically putting guys that came in with me in front of me. And I was just like, well, you know, these guys coming from these big places, they got, they, they schools well known. I was like, I'm just going to get out here and prove. And unfortunately I was on the scout team for a while. And then um, it was Mike Minner got hurt and they needed to bring somebody up. And it was just like, I got brought up. I told coach that, if I wasn't going to play, then I'd rather just redshirt. That way I can I can help make the offense good because I felt like if I was on scout team, I was going against the best offense in the country every day. Mm. How, so, but back back then, did you have any 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 mentors that helped you kind of achieve the, achieve the success that you did as a true freshman? Because I, go, I look back and I go through the years when we were there, and I even I can go back further than that. There was not a lot of true freshmen playing at the time. Maybe one or two per class. I think, what, you and Grant? Yeah, it was just me and Grant on our, our class. You and Grant Winstrom, the only two true freshmen to play. That is, I mean, I take my hat off because obviously you were doing something right. You had a big-time motor. Let's just talk, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, what you see today. Not you can't compare what we see today to what we used to do. You can, but you can't. What do you see as being wrong with Nebraska football? Well, I, I guess when you say what's wrong with it is that three I and nine. It's the chemistry. Chemistry. Yes, you got. You got. I mean, you got to have guys that's. You're going to have to have some dogs. Then you're going to have to have some guys that, you know what, I know I ain't a dog, but I got their back. I mean, just like I, what I alluded to earlier, I said, if I wasn't going to play, leave me on the scout team because I'm playing against the best offense. I knew 
and along with other guys, which is a great thing, while people don't rest shirt, you getting to go against the best offense, best defense back when I was playing. So you was naturally going to get better because every day you had to go against the best in college football. Mm. Mm. Every practice. Every practice. So, I, you know what, Wet Blanket, I want to tell you real quick. This is one of the text people, Tavy, but, hey, listen, everything, every question that a fan has or, or a former player has, I think is important. And so there's no, there's no question that is not off, that's off the table. I mean, if I don't want to answer, I'm not going to answer. But for the most part, everything that you ask on the, on the, on the uh, Soderheim and text line, we're going to make sure that we try to answer. So, Wet Blanket, we appreciate your questions. Keep them coming, my friend. Keep them coming. We've we got we to we address the elephant in the room in order to, to move forward. Okay. Anonymous says, honestly. Even though Frost played in the 90s, I don't think he has the 90s mentality. It feels like this team was built to model Oregon or UCF. And that kind of slickness and finesse is not going to work in the Big Ten. There's a lack of mental toughness with this team, and it shows every time we get into the fourth quarter. The attitude starts at the top with Frost. Thoughts? What do you think about that, Taylor? I honestly, I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. accurate. I mean, we took on the mentality of, of Coach Osborne. I I never forget my freshman year in the Orange Bowl. Coach Osborne came in at halftime, and everything he said that we needed to do, we done it, and the results was exactly as what he said it was. That- so yes, you got you have to take on that mentality of the coach. And the coach got to have a strong mentality. I'm talking to Octavius McFarland on the ticket in, in the captain show. Tavy, the, the, you, you, you kind of touched on something, you know, when you talked about Coach Osborne saying that we do everything. A lot of people feel like Coach Osborne's just – he's so nice and he's so soft-spoken. And, and that's all true. That is all true. But on the football field, it was a different coach, right? Not, and he didn't yell. He didn't have to. But he wanted us to be able to play at a high level. He wanted us playing fast, and he wanted us playing physical. Right? Right. Coach Osborne did exactly what a leader needs to do. A leader needs to be there, but then he needs to appoint generals to make sure that the Army works. I mean, you got Coach Osborne was – I never heard Coach Osborne cuss. But he had defense. I can't say about offense, but Coach McBride will let you know in a heartbeat. He will make you. He will humble you in a heartbeat. So he'll say more than just run it again to you. Tavi, I said he'll say more than just run it again to you. Oh yeah, he'll let you know that uh, uh, he ain't for sure if they even had football where you was from. Hey, hey, Tavy, I can't wait to talk to Coach McBride because that's going to be a heck of a show right there because I know he's going to be talking stuff. Oh, yeah, you let me know you there because I want to hear some of this stuff. I, you, man, that you, man, that had me – I loved him, but I was scared as I don't know what my freshman year because I – he just was – he was direct. He, he was and direct and, and he – yeah, he was he was mean in the Diamondback round snake, but he knew what he had to say to get the most out of his players. Exactly, and then after he would dig into you, he'd catch you later on and throw his arm around you and, and, and let you know, hey, I love you, but 
I only do it this because X, Y, Z, whatever I've done. Nice. So we're going to go back to, to the Soder Heyman text line. Bryce says, what percentages do you attribute to the team not executing? Is it 50-50 players and coaching? What do you think, Tavy? Personally, I think it's more 75-25 as the players. Because the coaches can't do nothing but coach. You got to want to be out and dominate. Because usually, <laughs> this was my mentality, I felt like, when we was at Nebraska. It wasn't a matter of whether we going to beat you. It's about how many. I, but I know, I know the mentality. I with the mentality, we going to win. I, I know the mentality, but the question was, what percentages do you attribute to the team not executing? Because here's I would, what I do I would know. I say 75% of the team, percentage goes to the team not executing. Because you, I, I, I just refuse to believe that the coach hasn't prepared. Now, coaches don't execute the play game plan. I, man, I get that, Tavy, but you, when you played for Nebraska, right, could you get away with not executing multiple times? You think you would have stayed in the game? Oh, definitely not. There's a couple times where you messed it up one time and you added up. Right. So that's what I'm saying when you talk about not executing. I, me personally, I feel like it's more 75-25 to coaching to the players as far as executing because, again, the coaches get paid to coach the players. As a player, you come from all over the country to one school. You were the best player at your high school, and now you're trying to take your talent somewhere else to try to be the best player there. Well, it's a bunch of best players. Let's go Let's go to another question, Tavy. It says, uh, we all hear stories about Coach Osborne, Coach McBride, Winston Peter, Tommy Frazier. Who were the leaders when you were when you you guys arrived in Lincoln that helped you take in you from a great program to the dominant program that you guys made it? Who do you think the leaders were when you came in '94? When I came in '94, I definitely would have to say you were one. I mean, I was young. You took me under your wing, showed me the ropes. I think a lot of the older guys they 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 took a lot of us freshmen under their wing because it was. We coming into a program that had just probably should have won a national championship. And if I ain't mistaken, the model was we, we got an unfinished business. Unfinished business. Absolutely. They had that, so, I think, what, 18, 16 on the clock for that entire right. year? Oh, I mean, so we left oh, inside In order for us to finish that business, there had to be guys that stepped up and, and involved us incoming guys to let us know which direction we headed. You was one of those guys. I had a lot of the, the older guys. I even I even had a pretty good relationship with Brooke, Brooke Berenger. I talked about him a couple of days ago. Why, what, 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 what do you remember about Brooke? Why, was, why did you have a great relationship with him? I think me and Brooke kind of were like the same. Um, you know, you, you're a backup. You feel like you can you can be in here, you can compete, but you, at the same time, you within the the, fun, the structure of the team. So you just kind of just play when you get your opportunity, make the most of it. Didn't complain about his amount of playing time. He was just uh, one of those people that's part of the team. 
Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a, again, I'm going to keep switching topics and going back to the Soderhamen text line only because we got it blowing up right now. And I, I want to, I just want to engage some of the, 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 the customers. So this is what Bryce says. If it's 75-25 coaching, why are the coaches calling these players? If they're not performing up to standards, why aren't their butts collecting splinters? Do you think that the coaches are calling players in this day and age? Or at the university? I mean, it would be hard for me to say without having to, like, go through a practice. Because being here, I only get to see what TV shows me. And that's, that's when they actually playing in the game. I don't know how somebody else might practice. I mean, where, where I grew up and we played football was you was only a starter for that week because if you went in there and you have half-assed it and your backup was played and practiced harder than you, he was starting in front of you. And that was, that was a, a rude awakening when I first hit high school football. I was a lot better than the guy in front of me, but I refused to practice hard. And come Friday... I didn't get in the game, and I was wondering, what, like, how I'm not playing. Well, the way you practice, we was we wasn't quite sure to put you out there because you might get out in the game and play the way you practice. What 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 do you remember about those practices? Because we always talk from a, a you know, and I have a lot of offensive guys talk about being on uh, the scout team and going against the black shirts. How was it you being on scout team going against? Not that you was there alone, but going against, um, you know, all those big guys up front that we had at the time. I tell you what, the, the little time that I spent on the scout team was, like, super eye-opening because here it is, I'm coming from Bastrop. I weigh 180 pounds with my equipment on. And I'm on the scout team. They, I'm loving the fact that they sending me on these blitzes and getting me killed. But the one thing I looked at it was like, you know what? I'm not the only person that has to start here. Most, 90% of everybody that come to this school start on this scout team somewhere, whether it's offense or defense. So I'm, I'm just going to embrace my role. I'm going to give them the best looks I can. If I feel like I got a shot that I didn't like, I'm going to fight behind it too. Yeah, I mean, you say 90%. I bet you it's closer to 98%. I'm probably hot in it. Yeah, that that start out that start out on the scout team. Um, Tavy, you came in as a kind of a corner safety type. Um, what? And then they kind of, you know, I never viewed you as a safety. I viewed you more as a rover, as a linebacker. Kind of talk about what position you played. You know, your junior and senior year. What that was. What? What was? Why did they roll you guys down like that? And it seemed to me that you were an extra linebacker in there. Well, my junior year, I was a safety to start with. Was, uh, and then, you know, the incident happened to where Terrell was removed from the team, and I just kind of moved down. Me and Mike Minner took, took the, on the role of being that, that uh, wheel linebacker. And I, I think... The wheel linebacker really is is a safety that's undersized for a linebacker, but pretty good size for a safety. You you kind of get a combination of both. You get the a guy that can cover, 
but also a guy that will strike you. Let's talk about let's talk about striking since you brought that up, Tavy. You were probably top five as far as hitters on Nebraska's team during that era. How did you learn how to bring the funk, or is that just something that you just you 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 morphed into over time of playing football? I think it was something that I morphed into. I really, when I was in high school, my sophomore year, I was I was actually a corner that. I was more like a Dion type corner. I I would cover you. I ain't want to hit you. And uh, are you I kidding me right safety now? Safety got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started safety got hurt. I got put at safety, and this uh, I never forget it. My homeboy was like, "Man, you get to get a running start and hit him now." And I was, he was like, "With the, with the way you hit, you can you can you can do some real damage." And I just took took uh, the safety right fear in the people. Well, I tell you what, we kind of losing Tavy. Tavy, you on the road? I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a take it to a break. When I come back, though, I gotta ask you a real serious question. I'll let you think about this for the next three or four minutes while I got you on hold. But why did you hit me like that? I want you to think about that. Why did you? Why did you knock me out in practice? Doggone it. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's Rashawn Jackson. It's the ticket. I'm with Nick, 93.7. With Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Tavy, what you know about this right here, brother? What you know about this? Tavy, I appreciate you. I'm talking to Octavius McFarland. is one of Rashawn and the super friends. Tavy is definitely one of the super friends that uh, I still try to stay in contact with. Uh, I mean, the relationship that I forged with him and, you know, Warfield and some other guys um, just will not ever I, – I, I can't never see us not being friends. And we're so far across the country from each other. We don't see a lot of each other, but we still do stay in contact. Uh, Tavy, I, I asked you something before. Like, we're supposed to be teammates. You're supposed to brother-in-law. You had no reason. Although I was on scout team, you were a true freshman. I was on scout team, and I'm I'm, I'm going and I'm playing receiver, thinking I'm hot stuff. I'm running a slant. I got book beat so bad it's pathetic. Michael Booker, that is the first round draft pick. I've got book beat. Book pushes me. I'm going down, and Tavy, you hit me. Now, explain to me 23 years later, actually 25 years later, why'd you do it? I actually, I let up on you. I, because you You're telling me it could have been worse? Oh, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. 
You could have did me worse than that. My, you, so anything worse, my career's over. You'd have blew yeah, me out it, my it, body. It well, hey, I yeah, appreciate I, you I, taking I, it I easy on me. Bad. I felt real bad after that because I was just like, oh, my God. The one guy that I know I can count on to, to give me a ride or something, I done got hurt, and he's leaving in the ambulance. <laughs> I always think about that. Like, man, I really got – I never got hurt in Nebraska during the games. But but in practice, I mean, I got splattered, and they had to get the rescue squad to come peel me up off the carpet. Hey, you know what, though? You know you was a good person because after that, I, I, I had to fight Lawrence because he thought I took a cheap shot on you. You remember when he, he tried to catch me over there? Oh, he was – hey, he Lawrence, Lawrence Phillips was on your butt, boy. He wanted to know why you hit his best friend. And you took a cheap shot on me like that, Tavy. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to have to fight this guy. Tavy, let's talk about yeah. Oklahoma week, right? What? Uh-huh. Why was there a difference in the level of practice when we were playing Oklahoma versus Missouri? I think because of that Oklahoma, just uh, the time of the year, the level of importance of the game, and I could—if you're thinking about the same one where there was a whole bunch of fighting happening during practice—that was—I think that was just a build-up. Guys hadn't played no game, got haven't got to hit nobody else, just got tired of hitting each other and just broke all out chaos. <laughs> hey, so Bryce, Bryce is on the uh, Sider Heyman text line. He asked. Uh, what is your favorite game and team to play when you're at Nebraska? Favorite game and team to play? Yeah, what was your favorite game? I, I would say my favorite game would have to be one of uh, my senior year we played Oklahoma there. And we 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 drummed them pretty good. Oh, yeah, we beat the, the brakes off of them. Yeah, and you know – just the fact that how we beat them and because they was really truly they was our only competition uh, conference competition until we actually got into the Big 12. And then they still was. Texas got lucky here and there. But Oklahoma was always the rival. What, were you, what's your, what was your best game? My, my personal best game? Yeah. Probably was the Virginia Tech game, where I, my first game that I actually played uh, weak side linebacker. You talking? You talking about? You said Virginia? Oh, Virginia Tech in the bowl game. Right. Oh, okay, okay. We 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 beat Virginia Tech up pretty good in the Orange Bowl. I if I had to say what was my favorite game uh, to watch and and to be a part of in the fourth quarter would have been the the uh, Fiesta Bowl game against Florida just because they was talking all that stuff. And to beat the brakes off of them the way we did, it, it just really felt it felt good. Um, as far as my favorite team to play, I love playing Missouri because quite as kept Missouri wasn't any good until our senior year. They, they sucked. But they always came to play and they always hit. And so it, it raised your level of game up because – Missouri knew they were going to get beat up, but they at least made sure that we knew that they were going to be a physical team and, and we knew who they were. So, Bryce, good uh, question. Good question. Quick quick story. 
my first time I realized I was playing college football was uh, we was playing Missouri my freshman year, and I was like, man, I can't believe I'm actually out here. And at the time, I was on a uh, punt return, and uh, they kicked the ball, and this guy came down, and he must have the same kind of mentality as I did. He caught me slipping. He slid me across there, and he jumped up. He was like, I got one of them from Nebraska. And I thought that that was funny, but I was like, I didn't think it was too funny because he, he kind of cleaned me up a little bit. Yeah, well, you know you, you know, we, we all understand about getting our clocks clean. Um, when you played at Nebraska, did you have fun playing at that high level? And did you ever get bored playing at Nebraska, Tavis? I wouldn't say get got bored. I mean, I love I love that. I did, I wasn't all that crazy about being in the cold or when we be in the in the cook and then we come out and have to scrimmage y'all. It's like that ain't fair. We over here been in the cook sweating and now we got to come out. It's two degrees. We shaking. Yeah, that was not cool. I didn't like that part. They had to help us some kind of way. We I mean you had to give you had to give us an advantage over the black shirts. You couldn't just. We had to make it hard for y'all. That's what I mean. That's what. That's why I take have so much respect for anybody that's a black shirt. You know, definitely in that area, but just overall period because y'all had to go through that. You did have to go to cook. You had to go to cook inside. It was twenty degrees outside, and then come and we had been outside licking our chops because we knew here you guys come. Yeah, sitting there shaking, can't even hardly. Concentrate because you're cold because you got sweat all over you. Oh. Who, who in your in your in your time at Nebraska, who you feel like was the best player you played with, or against for that matter? I tell you what, man. There's a lot of people. I, I wouldn't just single out no one particular person because there was a lot of people that I looked at that I thought was very very good. And I mean, the start, the 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 one and two is is Lawrence and Tommy Frazier. I mean, I tell you, the one person who was very good that I, I appreciate what he done for me, and that was Aaron Graham. The Gramster, he'll be on on Friday. Why why yep. why you say that though? Why? Being him from he being from Texas. He, uh, I don't know, one day he just came out. I guess he could see it in my face. I was kind of a little discouraged. And he just, he basically just put his arms around me and said, hey, man, where you from? We know how to play football. He said, just do it on the field. He said, don't get it discouraged or nothing. And he always, every time I seen him, he had good, kind words, encouraging words for me. And it ain't even like me and him just hung out and kick it. But when I would see him, in the locker room, out on the field, he had he had positive stuff to say to me just because we both were from Texas. Yeah, and, and but 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 the, the the main thing that I hear you saying is that he took the time to lift you up. He didn't have to. He didn't have to look at you as a little brother. And to this day, I, I love Aaron Graham as well, and he has always treated me like a little brother. He's always been there for me if I need him now, even. He's still the same guy. That's what I love about him. And, um, you know, we had a, a, a Texas pipeline, right? We had a lot of players that came from Texas, from Aaron Taylor, yourself. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of guys that came from Texas. 
it doesn't seem like I mean there's a few guys, but it doesn't seem like we have that same pipeline going in this era. What's your thoughts about Texas play, Tavy? I hate to ask you that because I know we're we're gonna go with this. But is Texas football better than any other football in any other state? I, I'm not being biased, but, yeah, it is. I mean, you got a close second, and I would say Texas is 1A, California and Florida is B and C. And the rest of the other states, they back to. Why and Texas? Cream of the crop come out of Texas. Why Texas? So why, why, why is Texas football so good? I mean, for the simple fact, uh, what did you say the degrees is there right now? <laughs> we got 73 degrees. We, it's 14. We have year-round football. It's 14. Have... Go ahead. I said it's 14 degrees and there's no kids outside playing. It's 73 degrees out here right now. They got We have seven-on-seven seven year-round. You can actually play football all year here. And I, even, even the cold times. You still can play football. So we got year round. You, you, football is a religion here. I, I'd agree. Anytime you got coaches making a, making six figures in high school, it's got to be something big. We got another question from Anonymous. Do you think running the option can still work in Nebraska, Tavy? <laughs> I, I do. Because the uh, – the option is assignment, smash mouth football. Who I mean, can can we, you know, with that being said, as far as running the option, right? The option game definitely, to me, the option game definitely a work in Nebraska. You got to practice the option, though, because back when we were playing, you were, you, option drill was a daily thing. You never not – we didn't ever not have option drill. And we're talking about – option drill was where you ran 30 option plays. For number ones, 30 option plays. Number twos, 30 option plays. Number three, and 30 option plays. Number fours. So you had basically – what is that? That's a lot of players running the option, trying to hone their craft and, and, and get good at what they do. Tavy, as far as um, – Cause I don't, I don't, I don't want to just just talk about what we did in the past. What will work to get our program to reverse the three and nine and to have a winning season? What do we need to do? I, I think you you got to get some somebody to get in to, to make the players buy into what what Frost is selling, what he's trying to get them to buy into. I think just looking at it, sometimes you don't seem like the whole team ain't bought in. You don't lose that many games by single-digit points and everybody's bought in because at some point you you go, those losses are going to become victories. And it could be be that's what's going to happen next year. But we needed to find ways to win those Two or three of those games that we end up losing by a single digit, uh, single digit number. When you, when you, when you are, and I know you don't watch as much football, but when you think Nebraska football now, are we the laughing stock, or is, do we still have the same mystique 
that we had? Um, we're not a laughing stock, and we definitely don't have to still got the same mystique. It's more the stuff that I get around here is what happened to y'all, and it's and it's no different than here. I, I mean, like I stated earlier, that you can, you gonna be on top for so long, and then it's a matter of what you do to maintain yourself to stay on top. What do you think? Have we, we done that? I don't think we have because we. Uh, I, I think we got to recruit different. Mm, I like that recruit different. Now let's talk a little bit about the NIL real quick, okay? Let's talk about the NIL because we've been talking about that a little bit. Texas A&M, right? Texas A&M. Let me let me let me pull up this text so you can you can you can hear this, Tavy, because you was one of the first persons who told me about. Texas paying their offensive linemen fifty thousand dollars a piece. I mean, crazy money, right? But Texas A and M has donors that's willing to put up twenty five million, twenty five to thirty million dollars for signing players. (laughs) That's a lot of money, man. Do you think the NIL is going to spiral out of control? I think I think it's what's gonna really happen is it's gonna make college football lopsided because only the big schools are gonna be able to do that. I mean, you take you take just the state of Texas alone. Me personally, I think that of all the schools in Taylor, I mean in Texas right now, Baylor is probably the best overall athletic school. They've won championships in, in basketball on men and women. They constantly competing at at the football level, and now with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big Twelve, Baylor becomes the cream of the crop around here. Does Baylor? And they are starting to get the crew. Does ba- Does Baylor? And I I, I want to save this answer for the for the last segment, Tavy. I want you to hold on for me. But does Baylor compete when it comes to monies? You know, donor money. You know, the Texas, do they compete with Texas? Do they compete with Texas A&M? So when we get back after the break, table, we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's Rashawn Jackson. It's the ticket. You're on the captain show. We'll be right back. So you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? It's always taste, taste, taste. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine and next is black So if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go Back with Vershawn Jackson On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com Come on, Tavy. Come on, Tavy. Huh? Come on, Tavy. You need. Can't uh, no mic, you, can't, you can't hit that note no more. That's it. No, no, no. Nah, nah, nah. 
Oh man, you used to hit that note. You hey, listen, you got to send that to the love of your life, man. That's what Sheldon I, 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 Sheldon I, I said. He sent that to his now. wife all the time. Yeah, I, I do the Barry White. I hit them with the that deep voice, you know. <laughs> Hey, you know what? For tomorrow, Tavy, I'm gonna have I'm, Nick's gonna find me a little Barry White, baby, a little secret garden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Well, we, I mean, we, this is kind of the end of the show. It's bittersweet because it's been an excellent show, and the time has went by. We are here at the ticket, and the captain's show is is we're, we're dedicated to bringing you all things former Huskers, um, current Huskers, just Husker football in general. So you can always look forward to us to have a special guest with VJ and friends. My friends will the super friends will always be there. Tavy, I'm not I'm not I'm not closing it just yet, but I want to tell you I appreciate you coming on. I gotta you gotta come back because it seems like we never have enough time. There's enough there's just not enough time to get all the questions answered that I have. Is there anything parting that you want to get a Husker fans out there in ticket country? Uh, important. Just continue to do. I, I mean, y'all the most faithful fans. Good, bad, in between. Y'all, y'all still there. Y'all support the team. Continue to do that, and uh, just know that at some point it's gonna turn around. I don't know when. Hopefully soon, but it'll turn around. Tavy, what are you doing these days in your in your young age? I'm working, trying to uh, keep my head above water. You know, I work for. Uh, company called Blue Bonnet Trails, I, I work with the mentally ill population that has been uh, incarcerated, so I go in and I advocate for them in court and things of that nature. Nice. What? What? Who was tougher, Christian Peter or Jason Peter? Uh, I, I, I'd always have to defer to Christian. Christian was tougher. <laughs> he was the battle of the two. And probably scared more people. Jason wasn't that scared. Christian was scared. Hey right, man, Christian, I told that story, man. Christian beat me. He he welcomed me to college football. I ran a wham play. He was the nose, and I was a fullback, and I wanted to show. I, you know, I had a little juice. I was a true freshman, and I promise you, I whammed him. I cut him bad. And let me tell you something. I have never been beat up in football like I got beat up that day for cutting Christian Peter. <laughs> To this day, he's you little freshman. Y'all, how dare you? He just went, you know. So I'm. I, I look forward to having JP on. I know we're gonna banter back and forth. I owe JP a smacking, but I definitely want to try to find Christian Peter because I got so much love for that dude. He taught me how to be tough. He taught me not to take nothing from nobody, and no bigger. How how big a person is? You fight them like they're five foot five. Octavius. Yeah. That music means it's almost, I'm almost out of time, man. You coming right. back to the show, right? I'll be back. Whenever you hit me up, let me know. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate Octavius and one of my, my super friends, Octavius McFarlane, three-time national champ, 49-2. and two. I'm the captain, Brashawn Jackson. It's the ticket, 93.7. Let's go. Let's go.